And to Jesus be the praise and the glory and the honor. A great week this week. And thank you for joining me. And thank you for being my wonderful family and wonderful partners. I pray the Lord will bless you today and honor you and anoint you, use you and meet every need in your life. I want to minister today on the 10 revelations in the Lord's Prayer because I believe this prayer contains every possible need in the human heart. And so, Father, we come in Jesus' precious, wonderful name. And Lord, by your Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Reveal your word to us, Lord, in a beautiful way today for your glory and honor. Wonderful Father, in Jesus' holy and darling name. Amen and amen. So, before I begin teaching on the revelations in, in the Lord's Prayer, let me just answer the question of what is prayer? Well, it's the offering up of our desires for lawful and needful things. That's number one. So if you ever want to know what is prayer, it's quite simple. It's the offering up of our own desire for lawful, and needful things. Also, it is the pleading of our cause in God's court. It's where we bring our cause to the courts of heaven. That's prayer. Isn't that beautiful? It is seeking help in matters beyond our power. Think about that one. It is seeking and receiving help in matters beyond our own abilities, and power. And it is also the personal appeal to a personal God. Hallelujah. My personal appeal to a personal God. That's wonderful. And finally, it's also cooperation with God's will. It's cooperation with God's will and willingness. So prayer is not a suggestion. Prayer really is the law of God. Prayer is, is, is a command. We're, we're commanded to call on the Lord. So, I mean, the Bible makes it clear in Philippians 4 and many other scriptures. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, in everything, so everything you need, with supplication, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. How beautiful. And prayer produces peace because it says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep your hearts, will keep your minds, through Christ Jesus. So we know that prayer is God's law. It's God's command. So now prayer will never fail when it's done right. Prayer cannot fail when we do it just the way God wants it. Because, you know, God's uh, promises cannot fail. The believer cannot fail if he or she refuses to fail in prayer. Can I say that again? Number one, God's promises cannot fail 
impossible. And the believer cannot fail if he or she refuses to fail in prayer. So the only time we fail is when we fail in prayer. The only time we have problems is when we fail in prayer. Now, the Bible tells us heaven and earth will pass away. Yet prayer and the power of prayer cannot pass away. It's impossible. Because, you know, it's God's word. It's God's promises. Because he said, call unto me, I will answer thee. Jesus said, when we ask, we will receive. When we seek, we will find. When we knock, it will be opened. That's in Matthew chapter 7. Now, there's something beautiful I want to show you that maybe you never thought about. If you take the first letters of ask, seek, and knock, what do you come up with? Ask, take the first letter. Ask, that's A. Seek, that's S. Knock, that's K. What does it spell? Ask. Isn't that powerful? So when Jesus said, ask, seek, and knock, you take those three first letters and it comes up, ask. So we have to ask because without asking, we absolutely cannot receive. So we have to pray right. We have to pray according to God's formula, which I call the Ten Revelations and the Lord's Prayer. That's really God's formula. Lord, help us see it. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, help us understand it. In Jesus' name. Now, the disciples saw the Lord pray one day, and they said, Lord, now teach us. Teach us how to pray. And he started in Luke 11, and in Matthew 6. And we all know what we call, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Now, it's really our prayer. The Lord's Prayer really is John 17. So what what has been called the Lord's Prayer is really the church's prayer because we are the ones to pray it. And so he said, after this manner, pray. That's in Matthew 6, verse 9. And we all, you know, have memorized that, that prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your, your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts and sins as we forgive others. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, power, and glory. Yet if you break it down, you come to ten incredible revelations. Because th- that's the way... Uh, God wants us to pray. He wants us to see. You know, so when they say, Lord, teach us to pray, many people, what they're doing is just repeating the revelations of prayer rather than praying. So when I grew up in the Catholic schools, every morning we prayed, Our Father, which are in heaven, you know. So, but I never knew that what Jesus was giving us is the roadmap into God's presence. So important. He was giving us God's roadmap 
into his presence. So a lot of people can, can pray what is called the Lord's Prayer and not have ever an answer. They're not even believers, you know. They don't even believe what they're saying sometimes. But by the Holy Spirit, the Lord today is going to show us again the roadmap. That's what he was showing his disciples. Pray after this manner. Here's the roadmap. Number one, our Father. Well, our Father speaks of what? Relationship. So this prayer contains every possible desire of the praying heart. Every possible desire of the praying heart. So when the Lord says to us, pray our Father. Well, our Father means you have to have a relationship. This is one of the greatest secrets of answered prayer. God will not hear those who don't have a personal relationship with him. In other words, you must be born again. You must know the Lord. You must know his promises. You must walk with God. So if an unbeliever says, our father, well, he has no relationship at all. Nor does he know what he's saying. But we as believers, when we say our father, ah, he is my heavenly papa. He is my Abba. He's my wonderful heavenly father. And that only happens when the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts because the Bible says in Romans 8.15, it says, for you, you have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So here we see the relationship is the secret to answered prayer. And God will not hear those, you know, who have no relationship with him and living in sin because God's word says very, very, very clearly in the Psalms, uh, Psalm 66, I'm sure you all know it, but it'll be nice for us to see it again. Verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. He just won't hear me. Because it's important to understand how vital relationship is. Because without relationship, there is rebellion. And it's the Holy Spirit, like I said again, who really gives us that ability. So, like in Galatians, for example, you know, we see it again, chapter 4, verse 6. So beautiful. It says, and because you are sons, there's a relationship. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So nobody can say, Abba, Father, without having a relationship. Now, number two, number two revelation. Which art in heaven? You cannot see, you cannot see answers to prayer unless you know your citizenship. Your citizenship. So not only a relationship, but now citizenship. Where is our Heavenly Father? He's in heaven. Where are we? Do we belong to the earth or to the heaven? Well, 
The Bible gives us the answer very clearly in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things to himself. So, I have to know my citizenship before I can pray properly. I have to know, not only is God my Father, and I have a living relationship with Him, but number two, I am a citizen of heaven. So I cannot see prayer answered if I'm too involved in earthly matters. People who are distracted by earthly matters will never be able to pray properly. Never. They're going to always be distracted by things in life. So they can't focus on the Lord, you know. And God can't answer that kind of prayer. I learned years ago, you cannot have divine communion and human communion at the same time. You cannot be talking to God and man at the same time. You cannot be talking to God and other people at the same time. I will never forget when I was a pastor in Orlando, I would counsel people. I didn't do it for long because it was such a big you know, responsibility. Finally, I had to bring help like Jethro said to Moses, you can't do it alone, you know, because we had 10,000 people in, in, the, in, the, in the church. And many, many of them wanted to talk to me, so it's not possible. Well, anyways, I was counseling this couple. And the man, there was, they had some marriage problems. The dear wife sat there the whole time, and the man kept going in and out, in and out, in and out, making phone, you know, making phone calls. He, he wouldn't sit long enough for me to talk to the two of them together. Finally, I said, listen, um, I'm giving you my time which is very valuable, there are other people who want to talk to me, and I have other work to do, and you, I was talking to the guy, to the gentleman, you keep going in and out, in and out. I said, that's an insult to my position. And two, you're actually insulting me by telling me that this is not important to you. So why am I giving you my time if you're going to keep walking in and out? Father said, if you're going to walk out one, one more time, the meeting is over. So if we as human beings get insulted or feel insulted, if someone just is taking our time, but is not paying attention to what we're saying, what's the use of even bothering? Think about God. Think about if we're talking to him and we're always doing something else at the same time. God says, you know what? I won't listen to you. So that's why Jesus said, go into your closet. Give God the honor that's due to him. To say, Lord, this is your time and no one else's. This is your time, no one else's. Because that's how we honor him. So when I say, which art in heaven, I'm saying, Lord, while I'm talking to you now, I will not be distracted by the things on this earth. Because I am 
a citizen of heaven. That's what I belong. In prayer and when I'm not in prayer. I live the kind of life. So citizenship guarantees us the right to pray and the right to receive answers to prayer. It's like, you know, citizens of the U.S. have rights. Well, we have many more rights as citizens of heaven. My citizenship guarantees the answer. Guarantees the answer. Now, in many countries, like here in the U.S., we have rights. We can go to the authorities and say, here are my rights given by the Constitution of the United States. Well, the same thing with the Christian life. We have rights, and our Constitution is the Word of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of Heaven. Lord, I give you praise. So, that's number two. Number three. Number three is, hallowed be thy name. Meaning, I cannot have answers to prayer if I approach God the wrong way. So number one, first, our Father, relationship. Number two, citizenship. But number three, what? Number three, my approach. Hallowed be thy name is worship. So, relationship, citizenship, worship. Um, this says to me something very powerful. It, it, it says to me that I have to approach him right before I call on him right. I have to approach him right. It says in the, in the, in the word, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. So worship, adoration, praise comes before petition. Worship comes before petition. So a lot of dear people rush into prayer without worship. No, no, no. Worship is first. So just remember what, I, what, what, what I've said. Relationship, citizenship, worship. These are the first three revelations the Lord is giving us in the prayer we call the Lord's Prayer. Now, I'm going to just show you one more thing, because I think it's just so precious, you know, that the Lord would give us such truth from his blessed, blessed word. So let's go back just quickly uh, to Matthew. Thank you, Lord. Okay, uh, chapter 6 again, verse 9. Now watch. Our Father, so he says, pray after this manner. Our Father, relationship, which art in heaven, citizenship, hallowed be thy name. Worship. Now, here's number four. And number four, of course, as you know, is thy kingdom come. Now, thy kingdom come means I am putting your interest ahead of mine. You are number one in my life. Not my family. Not my job, not my friends, 
You are number one, and your interests come before my interests. It's like Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, number four is thy kingdom come. God's interests ahead of mine. Wow. Because this coming of the kingdom means the, the, the destruction of satanic powers in my life, in my home, in my future, in my work, in my family. When I focus on the kingdom of God, Thy kingdom come. You know, every time we say, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. I did this morning. Come Lord Jesus. The spirit and the bride say, come Lord Jesus. We're crying out for the kingdom. We are literally taken up with the kingdom. Everything in us is crying out for the kingdom to be in it. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It is righteousness, it is peace, it is joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is within you. And when people think about the kingdom, they're thinking about some future reign, which is true, of course, but the kingdom is already here. It gives me righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God, therefore, is he is number one. Jesus is number one. He has priority over everything in life. Old song. You are my everything. You are my all. You are my everything, both great and small. You gave your life for me, made everything new. You are my everything, and I love you. (laughs) Because he is our life. Without Jesus, life would have no meaning whatsoever. I mean, what, what, what use is it to get up in the morning and work all day long and work very hard to pay your bills and then you get old and die? Make, makes no sense. But when Jesus is the center of your life, then his kingdom is very alive in you. So we cannot really receive answers to prayer unless we see those things. And I'm going to continue tomorrow and give you the rest. But never forget what I I said today. The right relationship. Wonderful, wonderful. The right relationship. The right citizenship. The right worship. And the right, what? That we have him number one. We adore him. We put his interests out of ours. That Jesus is number one in your life and my life. I could call that the right position, you know. Like the right place we give him in, in our own hearts. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about that. will be done because I have a little more to say about that. I want to help you understand the secret will, the permissive will, and the perfect will. So which one are we praying for? Are we praying for the secret will to be done? Are we praying for the permissive will to be done? Or the perfect will? I think you know already. But but we need to understand when, when we say, Thy will be done. What did he mean by that? Father, I give you praise for your word. 
Now, Lord, I pray you'll bless your people in a beautiful way this whole week, Lord. Let this be an amazing week for all of us. And Lord, I pray that you will strengthen your people in that relationship with you. You'll strengthen them in their citizenship that is heavenly. You'll strengthen their worship and their approach to your Lord. And you'll also strengthen that love in them that you'll always be number one in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. I'll continue tomorrow, so make sure to join me. Now it's time to give to the Lord's work. You know, I talked to you about giving because I really care for your future. I care for your future. People are worried about retirement, the future. Will I have enough tomorrow when I'm too old to work? So people invest money, and that's wise, that's smart to invest money. But people can lose those investments overnight if they're not obeying the law of God. So when I give, I not only protect my future, I protect my investments when I give. Because seed, seed, you know, my money and your money become spiritual seed in the hands of the Lord. So that seed not only will guarantee a safe tomorrow, it will guarantee that when I invest money with some company or the stock market or property or this or that, that I am not going to lose it. I'm not going to lose it. We had a very uh, rough week this last week in the U.S. with the economy. The stock market went way down. People lost a lot of money the last few days. People are jittery and nervous, but not the believer who's a giver. If you give, God will not allow you to suffer in the future. He'll always make it up to you. He'll always make it up for you. Always. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. So when people, you know, think about tomorrow, they're, they're thinking, I mean unbelievers, they're thinking about how can I guarantee my future? You don't, you and I don't, don't have to guarantee our own future. The Lord will do that. The Lord will do that. We just have to guarantee our giving and our obedience to His work. Cause it's His word that says it. Quite, quite simple. That if we sow, we will not see the evil tomorrow. And it doesn't really matter about the amount you sow. It's just, it's your faith that God looks at. It's your faith. So Lord, speak to them right now. That this will be really something they will consider very powerfully. Help them, Lord, see it. Give them faith for it. Lord, as they sow, bless them and protect their tomorrow. And their investments even today. In Jesus' name. And I'm praying God will give you enough money and bless you enough to invest your money in with with wisdom. That God will give you wisdom on where and how. Okay. So, there's the platform you're watching me on. You can show right now by going to where it says donate or give. Or you can go to our website, benihin.org. Or you can simply text it on your phone. That's BHM45777. Simple. All right. Much love to you. I'll see you tomorrow. And don't forget, Friday is our healing service. It'll be powerful. Oh, 
It's going to be a good, I'm telling you, I'm feeling that already for this coming Friday. So, much love, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.